by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code, with your host, Charles <laughs> Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullins. thing about the, the, the real person, and we go, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests, and all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. As I put a dance now. Here we are with Tori Spelling. This is super exciting. I mean, there is no more 90210 than you, and it is so <laughs> exciting to have you uh, join us here on the show. How are you? How's everything? Things yeah, how are you? Things are okay. You know, we're all used to the Zoom life now. That's it. The new, the new norm. I miss people, just like you know everybody else out there. But no doubt, grateful for the time of connecting with old friends and everything through Zoom. So it's very cool. And you guys are rocking it at nine zero two one zero OMG on iHeart Radio. I just want to shout that out. We'll shout it out a few times today. How's that experience for you revisiting all these episodes? Guys, it's so crazy because Jenny and I haven't watched the episodes. Jen sometimes hasn't watched any of them. And I haven't watched them since they first aired. And going through it again, we're able to now as moms ourselves go into it with a new perspective. And also just like we're fangirls. Like we're watching the show as fans now. We're like, this show's good. We really love it. <laughs> so a whole new appreciation. Obviously, we were grateful for the experience as actors while we were on it, but now we're viewers and we love it so much. We're crushing on it. Yes. Well, we I've been crushing on you for years, so this is this is all <laughs> this is great. All right. Speaking of a couple of others that have been crushing on you for years, we decided to bring a couple super fans on that absolutely adore you and love you and wanted to have a chance to say hello. So here is uh, Lori, and here, and here is Maro from from Argentina. Maro from Argentina. Whoa! Is it the Love middle you. of the night there? Uh, Maro, you're 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 uh, you are on mute, Maro. But so Lori, go ahead. You got anything you want to tell Tori while we have you on, real quick? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I talked to Lori before. Okay. Okay. Hi guys. Hello. We're old friends at this point. Yes. Oh, I just love you. Okay, so I first of all, I just need to say to touch base on 90210. I love the growth that Donna had on the show. It you had such you started off, you know, in a smaller role and then you broadened that. They had you broaden that, but <laughs> your acting was incredible. Is incredible. I feel like you and and we talked about this before many of us Pete included you are the best friend that everybody wants to have yes well, Aww. so truth. if if we could have if we could just all have a tory in our mm -hmm. you know on our side you know what i mean and so yeah, yeah. i think that's really important that you know that you really meant a lot to the fans not only as your character on the show but now as we've seen you in other aspects as a person, you know, you're just a generally very well-liked person and, and very kind and sweet. And I, I mean, there's so many of us that just appreciate you. I just think you're adorable. I think your family is adorable. Very much admire your work. All right. Oh beautiful stuff, Lori. Lori. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to say goodbye <laughs> to Lori. Put that Put that in her ear, whatever she needs. Oh my so gosh. Just hear that. Whenever I feel bad about myself, yeah, whatever, just remember that. Remember that. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Wait, Maro, we want we want to hear you, but you're muted. So I know you've got some pictures. And oh, all we that. can't hear you. We can't hear a word you're no, saying. I'm there sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Hey, there oh, he is. I I know how it works. Uh, I'm I'm so far and it's a dream come true to be here talking with Tori. I'm I have these from 1993. I mean, Tori, you're really oh important gosh, for us I because have those. you're so cute. I have, 
Uh, thank you. It's a dream come true being here talking to you and also with Jessica. But Tori, uh, I don't have words because uh, the, the previous partner say everything. What I can say is that you, as a, as a character and as a person, you have, you have been our friends. So you have been with us, with the show. So it's really important um, for us knowing you now because it's different from the 90s. Now we can see like a human side. So through well, your eyes, because I, I remember that a post you did about bullying, that kind of thing. And I remember what you write down about what your father said about looking at their eyes. And now we can see and we can watch you through your eyes, your, your soul. I mean, with no makeup and that kind of thing. So it's a pleasure for me to say hi. We are so far and it's, it's a dream for me talking to you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. All well, right, tomorrow. our fans mean no, everything to us. You. We couldn't have done it without you guys. So thank you. And it's like, that's my dream come true was to be able to, after 90210, be able, I always said, like, it's great playing Donna, but if they could know who I really was, what really am, yes. they would actually really like me. And oh, yes. um, yeah, I think that's why I've done books and reality. And because I just wanted that personal connection with everyone. It was always really important to me. Amazing. All right, Mara, we're going to say goodbye to you. That was really awesome. I mean, speaking of that, though, um, you know, I think it's, yes, I mean, of course, you're all of our friend, but you're also an incredible actor and, um, and a talent. And this is coming up every week that we've done this podcast. Um, I want to say to you, like, oh, well, one person said that everybody has said how incredibly talented you are whether it be from a comedic scene or a dramatic scene. And you need to know that right off the bat, that there is just absolute love here. Um, That's still so hard to hear. Thank you. I'm grateful. But like every every part of my being wants to be like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Jessica, go ahead and talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, if you have to know that from the very beginning when we arrived at the show, Every single thing, to work with me. <laughs> everything we threw at you, you did. You were so game. You would do, you'd completely commit. So, and you did it so well that we just wanted to give you more. And it was really, um, it's a testament to your ability as an actress that whether it was physical comedy or cry your eyes out drama, you delivered every time. And if you notice that, your stories got bigger and bigger and bigger and what and it was because you delivered so thank you very very much um you know you were there forever and we, some of us left but uh you kept a, a character alive in a, in a way much bigger than anyone ever expected because you were just fabulous so thank you thank you it was, you know, everyone assumes like it was really easy being the producer's daughter. You got a hit television show. Um, I did. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. Um, but it was also, it weighed on me a lot because I always felt in the back of my head, like, I don't deserve to be here. Um, I wasn't cast through the process like everyone else was. I, you know, I auditioned for it under the whole pseudonym, like whatever. And I did do that, but I know the real deal. I got the job because my dad was like, write well, my daughter into the show. Well, hang, hang on, Tori. Hang on one second, Tori. Don't dismiss yourself because I'm going to play a clip real quick of something Tony <laughs> Shepard said about you getting the part on the show. I always believe credit where credit's due. And he, this is what we did. He called me and he said he wants her to read for it. And what I did was, I remember, I sat down with a typewriter, I typed out her resume, and on the resume was, she'd done jobs, mm -hmm. but, but we changed her name. On the resume was Victoria Martin. Never forget the name, Victoria Martin. That's where Donna Martin came from. She read for Tim Hunter, who directed the pilot. We brought in a couple of other people, and Tim and I like her, let's use her. But she got the, she got the job in the pilot on her own merit. That is so kind of him, and I love Tony forever. I see. I remember it a bit different. Okay. I'm sure, we all have our perception. I remember that I called my agent at the time because I had already booked um, "Say by the Bell" when I 
start at 90210. And I said, I want to read for this. Like I'm going out for stuff. I just booked something like I want to read for this. I had found the script in my dad's briefcase. I always peeked in his briefcase. And I finally, <laughs> every, every night he came home, I'd be like, click, click. As soon as he'd go to bed and I'd be going through his stuff. I finally found a script that was for teenagers. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Um, I had heard about it, but I didn't see it. And then um, I said to my agent, I didn't even tell my dad at first. I was like, I want to read for this. And he was, she was like, for your dad's show? And I was like, yes. I was like, but you got to tell them a different name. She was like, what name am I supposed to tell them? I remember saying Tori Mitchell because I had just seen um, a movie by Daniel Steele that my dad had done with Heather Locklear. And it was a Tori in it. And it was Tori Mitchell, which, of course, that wouldn't be strange. It was another project for my dad. So I said, Tori Mitchell. <laughs> I don't remember it being Tori Martin, but that would line up. And I remember reading for the part of Kelly because Donna was like, hi, or it wasn't, it was friend number one, basically. They gave yeah. her a name after I was cast. But in the first script, I don't remember there being an actual Donna. Oh, no, there wasn't. No. Don't you know, you know, Jack? No. No, there was no. You know, the one thing I, I want you to know, too, before I throw it to Karen is. I remember very distinctly saying to your dad, and this, I, I think it was in the first season, and I think it was near the end of the first season, and, and something he knew, and it was a moment for us to connect, that it couldn't be easy being a spelling, a spelling child, whether it was you, your brother, just in the general nature of it. Because today we say, oh, it's a name spelling, but the, what spelling meant to the city of Los Angeles and coming into it and that, and I just, for me, it, uh, I amplify exactly what Jessica said. I mean, oh, sure, Tori's the funny one. Just put it, make her look like a mermaid. Oh, no, no, Tori is, can do this and this. And it just kept getting more and more. And we're going to see some of these clips. And, um, you know, it's like the highlight reel, I know. But it was, don't, like yourself, we're seeing these shows again over. We haven't watched all that many of them. And it's just consistent as you get up the ladder of just how focused you are, how you take the moments and a uh, pleasure to watch uh, Tori. Just mm, thank you. Well, I, I came into a situation with beautiful actresses that were really good at drama. So I had to find my niche and I was like, okay, how do I stand out here? So I started, you know, in, in scenes, big, you know, group scenes, I would make the funny looks and I would, you know, that's the one thing I, I felt I had going for me that was maybe a little bit different than what Shannon and Jenny and Gabrielle had. So I really tried to implement that and I picked up on it and you started working that into my character. And that was, that's when it really like meant something to me. I was like, okay, I can do this. I feel good about the comedy. I still well, your never dad put a high bar. Your dad but. put a high bar because he would say the. Bad. Your dad would put a high bar because he would say the name Lucy a lot, and we would see that. You you really it was such a natural thing. I mean, I know you played so much melodrama, but the. I just want to say, I when at first because we didn't know you right, and we had no idea, and we would have this. It was like friend number two or friend number one, and we didn't have that many lines or something, and they'd say can't you give one of Kelly's lines to, to Donna? And we'd go like, well, are you kidding? And at first it was like, really, really? And it just faded away so quickly, Tori, because you did, not only were you good at whatever we gave you, but you were such a pro on the set. You were polite. You were great to work with. At, you know, all the things that one wants from an actor. And, and yes, you did find those little moments that you could make your own. So you really... You really won everybody over just by being you. And you were so sweet to me. I remember my kids and everyone. And I just thought you were a lovely, lovely young woman. Thank you. Well, I loved you guys. Thank you. And thank you for never making me feel, you guys never made me on set ever feel like I was anyone but an actor that you were producing and writing for. So I'm super well, grateful for that. Were. I thought she was going to say we never hooked her on drugs, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I had painkillers. Okay, <laughs> that. Well, that was, yeah. That was after I, we left, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, I, I had, you know, I had that experience too. I came in, uh, you know, in the college and the first thing I got to write was, uh, was in Little Fish. I think it was you and Brian pitching yourselves for the radio station, and I got to write a comedy scene. And I had this run where you're talking about cheese, uh, hard cheese and soft cheese, and it's just like delightful. It's like totally Lucy-esque. And of course, you went over the the nighttime job for in the studio, but it was great. And 
I also had the privilege of uh, having you lose your virginity under my pen, which was oh. very, very good. It was, it was good and bad for me, but it was. And I had thing. big fight ever again. with your father about that. Yeah. Oh, I should tell one story about that. I remember when it was finally happening, and we, you know, it was in the script, and I went up to to your dad and I said, "Okay, so." Do you think we should, after all this time, should she go to a priest? Because she's a Catholic girl. And he goes, he thought about it for a second. He said, nah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was after a long time. That was like 250 shows later. The Great American Virgin. <laughs> so my dad and I always talked business. And, you know, he would always ask me, what do you think about this actor and casting situations and shows? And I loved weighing in. I loved the whole process. But... When once I was on 90210, we never talked shop about 90210. Like we didn't cross those lines. Except I think, well, as soon before it actually happened, I was saying to him, I'm like, Dad, please, like you have to let her lose her virginity. Like, oh my God, like it's going on too long. He was like, oh, fine. <laughs> so you did want to at some point because it was you were the longest virgin on television. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which and I love. Like, I, I loved being that important. role model for people. And I Absolutely. realized it pretty quick on because I would get so many fans saying, you know, men and, you know, women and men like would say, thank you. It's OK. Like, I feel better being a virgin and being an older virgin because you're cool. You're popular in school and it's OK. Um, so I loved being that role model, but eventually I was like, okay, I think now <laughs> time for her to give it up. Well, what was it like shooting the, I mean, we're all kind of just moving all over the place today, but what was it like shooting those scenes with Brian? And, and I think Jason directed that, right? Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Jason directed that one. Um, it was awkward. I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, you know, laying on a bed in your beach apartment in lingerie yeah. is like weird anyway, and like being directed by Jason and having Brian, like both of the boys, like cute boys on camera, like and Brian and I, you know, yeah, it was it was all awkward. <laughs> I definitely didn't feel sexy in the moment trying to act like. Oh, but you look sexy in the moment. Virgin <laughs> sexy. Oh my God. Yes. It's an excellent long kiss. A long kiss. There's some grinding going on. I, I, think probably, I, I think that super fans, I would like to know you to do this, please. Please time out your favorite kisses and see if there's anyone that even comes remotely close to this one. I don't, I don't think so. I think. Yeah, it's Tori so Brian, this is I was the, impressed well, with it. Do you have the clip, Pete? Show it, Pete. Show the clip. The, uh, the virginity kiss. Let me, yeah. let me, oh. Let me see it's what a, I have. Yes, boy, it's, yeah. I thought so, too. I, I watched it today. <laughs> Let's see what I have here. Uh, well, we I don't know. Let me see. Where time is limited, you don't want to embarrass. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> long kiss. I mean, it's okay if you want to play it. Well, here's the virginity <laughs> stuff. Let's see. You like your surprise? Oh, those yeah. Uh, is it over? <laughs> it's just beginning. Come here. You sure? More than I've ever been about anything. I mean, maybe if we had done this last year, or even last week, I might not have been. I think this is the way it's supposed to be. Why now? I mean, may you change your mind. Well, one part of my life ended today when we graduated. And now I want to spend the next part with you. How'd I get so lucky? You waited. So I don't have the kiss, but we have that beautiful moment. What a beautiful moment. Wait, he actually didn't wait, though, so I'm not sure. No. Oh. Mm. Right. 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 Had to bring that up. My brother did that before there. Right? I'm a girl, you know. Of course I'm a ring on him. You know, it's funny. I saw an interview you did with Us Weekly a while back, and when they brought up um, that scene in the limo, with um you and Ar and Ariel and all that Ariel you were like yeah. upset about it it was amazing to see that you still have uh Donna vibes when it comes to that incident in the limo um so, so yeah. you guys sent me some clips to rewatch right. 
of famous Donna scenes. That's right. And I watched that clip today of me opening up the limo or the window coming down, and I got upset all over again. PTSD. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. You know what? The lines really blur as a young girl um, between Donna and Tori and David and Brian. They really do blur. So that's why. How about just with you and Tori? Are you, I mean, Tori and Donna, are, do the, 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 through the series become like, I don't know who I am right now. <laughs> like out when you're out in a normal situation. We always say, and you guys would know best, but we felt like you guys picked up on stuff that we did in real life. And Jen and I are always like, did they know that about us? Like, did they hear us talking? And we're like, were there mics somewhere? Like things that we really <laughs> liked and were into, you guys always picked up on and incorporated it into the story somehow. Like a lot of that stuff, like, you know, Donna, I was into fashion and I was like styled and did, I was always with the wardrobe department. Like I would go in there at lunch and I would look over everyone else's clothes and I was just like so invested in it. And then Donna became a fashion designer. And yeah, it's not like I, got drawn into the Donna world. Like Donna was me, like that was me. I think I have a little bit of a raunchier sense of humor than Donna, but everything you saw, like every side of Donna was completely me. That's amazing. I mean, the other thing that happens, of course, is we, we have to talk about all of this stuff. You know, what happened with you at graduation? You know, I didn't go to, I didn't actually, I didn't go to, I didn't go to my prom because I didn't want an incident to happen to me after I saw this. <laughs> I'm really not kidding. I really? said, I'm going to drink. drink at their prom. I was, I was saying, I'm going to come back to bite me in the butt when my kids are old enough. I know this happened to Donna. It's going to happen <laughs> to me. I'm just not going. Um, so you didn't go. I did not go. No, I we went somebody somewhere. We went somewhere else. Yeah, it was just, it was I owe you a prom then. Will you go to prom with me one day? I absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll yes. have to get. We'll have to get drinks. Okay. Yes. Done deal. For sure. That will be a lot well, of fun. All right. I mean it. That was just amazing. You just gotta find a you know a prom Westlake. Okay. Westlake. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Donna Martin graduates. Okay. We, we talked about it at one point. Jessica Charles putting this together, this idea that the, you know this was going to happen. You said Jessica came from something that really happened to to someone that you knew, right? Well, Steve Wasserman was my husband and writing partner, and this had happened to his cousin, who grew up in Beverly Hills, went to Beverly Hills High School, vomited on the principal's shoes at prom, <laughs> and she was uh, suspended. This a uh, lot that happened in the show happened to her. There was a hearing. Um, she wasn't allowed to graduate, but there was not a big, uh, the entire school did not come out and protest and say Donna Martin graduates in, uh, in, uh, for her. But, she needed, yeah, she needed Brandon Walsh. Let's face it. This episode doesn't happen, you know? It was so much fun. And I have to say, looking back, you looked beautiful at that prom. And I, it, it was like, what a dress and your hair. And then you just, you were Lucy. There was a lot, you know, the falling down drunk. You pulled it off and it was funny and it was poignant. And yeah, it was, it was so, great. It was great. It's iconic now. Well, I'm curious thank you for that storyline. You could have given that to any of the female leads. So I am no, grateful no, because no, Donna Martin graduated. That's the thing about the character of Donna. We, we couldn't have given that story to anybody. It had to be you. And we couldn't have given the Rose Princess to anybody. It had to be you. There were... It, there, it and even, even, story. even ones that we're not talking about today, like the one that we did in, in season three with Sue Scanlon, Presumption of Innocence. We were, that was incest. And to get incest... Through the the, the 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 labyrinth, it was. I remember so well, Jessica pitching it to your dad, going, "Tori does this, and then Tori does this, and Tori does this." You know, because <laughs> talk about okay the lines being blurred, we did understand it. <laughs> but so, Tori, when you get to, to see this, Donna Martin graduates, and the whole thing, what did you think of it when you got it? I was scared. 
because I was like, oh, that's a that's a big storyline. That's a big monologue. Whenever I had monologues, I was super terrified. I mean, my first monologue on the show was um, standing with the whole crew in the Walsh house, um, talk, come, facing my mom, talking about, you know, kids are going to have sex, you know, make sure they can swim, that whole thing. I was terrified because I was like, okay, I have a Thank lot you, of lines. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm so grateful looking back, but on that day, I I literally thought I was going to pass out. Like I was like, and it was more having to do it in front of my peers, like all these great actors. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I can do it. I was fine with one liners. I could pull that off, but like a whole paragraph of monologue. Um, but that was like what it was like at the hearing, you know, why I should graduate. Um, I do remember the drunk scene because I was like, okay, I don't know how to have the spins drunk. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I have to make sure I do this. So I remember right before they called action, spinning around like Wonder Woman. And I would just like behind be like, Wonder Woman. And I was spinning around and we got action. And I was like, whoa, literally whoa. about to fall over. Which we had a call back to that scene in BH90210, where Donna right. drunk on the airplane in the red dress. And I it took me right back to those days. And I was like, what did you do the first time? You you were Wonder Woman. So like in the back of the plane, I spun around like Wonder Woman before action. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. somebody wanted to say hello to you, and it's all his fault. <clears throat> Mr. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lawrence. All right. Now, can you hear you me? You gave me that champagne. <laughs> can you hear He's me? He's living for it. We can hear you, Matthew. Go okay. ahead. Okay. First of all, hi to everybody. Hello. Now, you, you yeah. misspelling. <laughs> what, you, what you just said, and I've been on, I'm a regular on this podcast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you are now. Uh, I, said, I said the last time. I still get, it's what, 30 years later or something, 22 years later, I still get from people, you got them drunk. (gasps) (laughs) And I have to explain, A, it wasn't me, I was acting, and B, I didn't. I left the room, Steve came back in, grabbed the bottles, and left. I did not get you drunk, so it was not my fault. Finally. Well, you did give me my first glass of champagne, but you didn't give me that much. It was a toast. Parents See? do that all the time. See? All right. Yes. Now, a couple of things. This, all of you surrounding Tori, has been one of the blessings of my life in these last couple of months. Oh, sweet. A, I got to see all of you. B, I got to talk to and see Anne again. That's right. And be and then Jenny. That's right. And then I got a text. You'll love this. I was I'm on the radio now on ESPN radio. And I was doing my show. And I get a text on my phone from a 310 number. And it says Matthew with a question mark. And I don't know the number. Then I see Dad with a question mark <laughs> and i go um i didn't know <laughs> said, it's brian green <laughs> and i haven't spoken to brian in uh, the law you got muted matthew you got muted for some reason no, Fox Okay, there I am. Okay, we had the greatest 30 minute conversation Aww. a couple nights ago. Oh, that I just had tears streaming down my face That's for 30 really nice. minutes, and now I get to see this beautiful face, mm. there. his better half. That's right. And, yeah, you're the best, Tor. You're the best. I want to tell quickly and then I'll I'll get off. I want to tell you a story about Tori. And I'm going to get choked up again. Oh, oh. <laughs> That'd be my I love Tori. I, I lived in a very large house on Mulholland Drive that I shared with a couple that had the first two floors. I had the bottom two floors. They did one summer a house swap with a family in Scotland. And this family came over and they had a 15-year-old daughter. I don't know if you'll remember this, Tori. They had a 15-year-old daughter. And when I came up to meet them, she couldn't speak Mm. when she saw that it was me. 
because of how popular 90210 was in Edinburgh, Scotland. And she was the sweetest young lady. And a couple days later, I went up and I said, are you doing anything today? And she said, no. And I said, let's go. I'm going to take you with me to work. And I brought her to the set and I went into the makeup trail and Tori was in the makeup trail. And she climbed those stairs and came in and I said, Tori, this is Emily. And she could the look on her face when she saw Tori, she couldn't catch her breath. I mean, think about it. This is a 15-year-old from Scotland meeting one of the most iconic people in the world at that time. I said, she's here from Scotland visiting. And Tori got up from the makeup chair and said, okay, we'll see you later. And took Emily by the hand and left the makeup trailer and took her around introduced her to everybody, took pictures on the, in the peach pit everywhere. It was the experience of that girl's life. And I have never forgotten that, Tori. I loved you before that, way before that. But that experience, I listened to all of you talk about Tori and her kindness and just how beautiful a person she has always been under very difficult circumstances. And that story to me just says more than anything else could say. And I have always loved you and thank you, Peter, and all of you. For, and also, Larry, you just said you lost your virginity under my pen. <laughs> That's one of the great lines I've ever heard. Saying. Um, so thank you all of you for including me these many times now because these are tough times for everybody and I can't tell you what it's done for my heart to connect with everybody from one of the great periods of my life. So Thank you. Amazing, Matthew. Thank oh you gosh, so much. Emily is there. Emily should reach out. I wonder where Emily is now. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. She's probably well, got I loved working with you, Matthew Lawrence. Like you, oh, your humor. Um, he has dirty humor like me. So like I <laughs> so we had so much fun on set always. Um, yeah. I just love days when we got to work together. You were always so funny and just like a cool friend. So Thank you for. I love you, Tori. I love all of you. Thank you. Right. Amazing, Matthew. We will see you again. Okay. Bye. A couple quick things I want to ask you about, Tori. Uh, working with this guy here, Jamie Walters. I, I think one of the things that we all loved about in BH90210 is when we got to see Jamie again uh, in the reboot. That was amazing. Um, what do you remember about working with Jamie all those years ago? Oh my gosh. Jamie and I became best friends. Like we were literally best friends off of, off camera. Um, like if you notice Donna's wardrobe, like we became such good friends. We were hanging out on the weekend, never anything romantic, like just platonic friends. I was like one of the guys with him, but my like Donna mode kind of morphed into Ray's outfits and Ray's fashion was really Jamie's fashion. So if you notice during that time period, I wore like jeans and flannels and like, yeah you know, Doc That's Martin right. with my jeans, like my style kind of changed a little bit. Obviously I had the baby tees underneath. He didn't have those, but um, <laughs> it totally like we wore off, like he wore off on me. Um, I just loved working with him so much. And we actually lost touch over the years. So when BH90210 happened, it was my idea. I was like, I really want Jamie Walters to be back on. Like that was my, my dream to make happen. And I remember he and I, started texting and he was unsure whether to do it. And I was like, we got you like, this is really <laughs> going to be great. And he, it was the best experience being with him in Vancouver. Um, and I don't know, it was like, it came full circle and it was really great. And that's one of the things that I, Honestly, the only regret I ever had on that show was the twist that it turned with Ray's character that he pushed on down the stairs. Like he was so great at transforming into that character, but he was such a great actor, a great musician. Like I wish if we hadn't gone that direction, I feel like he would have been a huge part of the show still. Like who knows, maybe Ray and Donna would have stayed together. And it, that's the only thing I regret that the story went that way. 
I totally understand that. But then again, there is the thing about what 90210 did with, for so many people that these storylines that were written, were, are, people have you know gotten through a lot of things. We had somebody on last week that told us that uh, hearing soulmates, you know, uh, with Kelly and Dylan changed their whole life around. So these storylines, you know, really did a lot for a lot of people. And doing that storyline may have helped somebody get out of a situation that they didn't for want sure. to. Sure. A hundred percent it did. And I am grateful for that. I just, I, think, I feel like nowadays that wouldn't happen. They they could tell the difference between an actor and a character. Totally. Like back then, I don't think anyone oh, yeah. ever thought in a million years right, that Jamie right. would be confronted. And he did. He was confronted by people. People would hit him. Like women would be Outrageous. screaming like, you did this to Donna. Like it was horrible. No, you're absolutely right. And it's because he did such a good job leading up to it. Such it's not job. just the episode itself. It's the right. about three of them going in. It's almost a one note. He's just, he's getting angrier and angrier and angrier and it's going to blow and, and, uh, Hard to recover. You're right. So it's his, yeah. it's his fault. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real quick, one more quick clip of somebody who had something really nice to say about you. And I think you like this person. Michelle wants to know who should Claire have ended up with? Um, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, Tori, working with her, she had to be great, right? I mean, what I love was her? I love her, love her, love her. She was like my, she was my comfort zone. She was the nicest of everybody um, to me, and uh, we were fast friends. Like we just clicked and connected right away. And she was, she was just the most welcoming, um, cool human that you know uh, there could you know there could have been. So uh, Kathleen had some really beautiful things to say about you. Um, we worked together years later. On uh, what was it like working with Kathleen all those years ago? Oh my gosh. First of all, that is so okay to do that with the lights out. Like she had no lights on there. <laughs> like that's so her. Always a rule breaker. Right. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. because So Kathleen and I, like when we worked together, we became such fast friends. Like she literally was my best friend on the show. I mean, obviously Jenny and I are like, she's my life wife and my soulmate. Sure. Um, but Kathleen, second to Jenny, it was always Kathleen, always. And everything just, oh, I mean, I, I remember I was going through a bad breakup at one point and I lived with Kathleen. Like I would stay at her apartment every night. Like we just went through so much together. And then 90210 ended and we kind of lost touch. And then we both got cast randomly in Scary Movie 2. And it was like, and then we became best friends again. And, you know, we ran into each other, I think like a year and a half ago before COVID and she was with her kids and like, it's so amazing. And we keep talking about, we're going to get together for drinks and then the pandemic happened. So one day mm. we will be able to get together again, but she is by far one of my favorite people in life. I remember she always had fashion sense before everyone started things like People would always be like, oh, I remember on set, the wardrobe people would be like, Kathleen has like a certain style she wants to wear. And it was different than like our typical 90s style. And I remember being like, I think that's cool. And they're like, yeah, it's just, it's different. She has a very specific look she likes. And of course, like it went on to be like, she set fashion trends. Like she wore, she used to wear her name in a, it was a gold necklace with her name. And at the time it was the 90s, like, gold wasn't in silver was in like obviously gold made a huge comeback um and rose gold but she would wear it and i'd be like you know everyone wears silver she's like well i like it and i used to call her her nickname and she would tell you this i called i call her larry no offense larry she's, no she's, um, she told me to say larry says hi she told me to say okay yeah. so i call her larry all, for all these years still if i saw her today i would hug her and say hi larry um because i would tell her she looked like larry Larry from Three's Company with the crazy <laughs> gold necklaces. She would wear all these gold necklaces and one that said her name. So, yeah. Richard. And obviously, <laughs> Carrie, Sex in the City went on to make that huge. Kathleen wore it first. That's amazing. Mm. That is very, very cool. Uh, one last person to ask you about, Cameron Bancroft. He had so, so many. One time we were talking on Instagram, you were live, and I asked you, uh, if you didn't wind up with David, who would you want to see uh, Donna be with? And you said, Joe yeah. Bradley. Yeah. Is it, do you still? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, of course. Like Joe, Joe is the best. Oh my gosh. Like I still look back at those. First of all, I have so many people lately being like the college years. We there's definitely two sets of fans. There's fans that are like the OG that love the high school years. And the people are like the college years were everything, you know, and the college years were so cool. And I can't wait till on our show we get to the college years because I was a huge fan of the college years. Love them so much. Um, but yeah, Joe Bradley, of course. And Cameron is just as sweet as Joe. Like, <clears throat> you know, everyone says they have their best ex like. Joe Bradley was Donna's best ex, like the guy, totally. like he did nothing wrong. He was just like a dreamboat the whole time. Mm. And of course, like Cameron, when you're a young girl, very much like how he is in real life and the way that Joe was on the show, when you're young, sometimes you don't always go for the nice guy. That's but later true. in life, you're like, yes. why didn't I go for the nice guy? Real quick, lastly, Lisa wants to know, Tori, what was your favorite fashion style to wear for the show, from the show? Clearly crop tops. <laughs> like <laughs> crop so I remember like there was a time when people like college kids would play drinking games based on the show. They'd watch it every Wednesday night and they'd be like, every time, you know, I feel like, what was it? Every time Brenda cries or was it Kelly cries? I don't know. There was something. Every time Donna wears a belly bearing top drink. And I was like, college parties. Because I always had a crop top, which is ironic that the person that bared her belly the most went on to have the most kids out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I am so grateful I wore those tops because I'm going to be to my kids be like, uh, look at my belly before kids. Like I had a belly in the 90s. Like it was amazing. Hey, everybody, uh, make sure you go listen to 9021 OMG on iHeartRadio. It's really an awesome trip to listen to you guys. Sisney's wonderful. And Jenny and you are talking about so many awesome things every week. I think you're on season one. Um, you've got some fun stuff. Chuck said, if you ever have a question, feel free to shoot him a, a text. And <laughs> oh my, We have so many questions. Like, I love hearing the behind the scenes stories from your perspective. Like, you guys behind the camera, like, it's I it's it sheds so much light on so many things. I was like, oh, that's how it happened, or like because you know we don't know we didn't hear all the stories. So I love your show just because I get to hear it from your perspective, which is super informative. So um yeah, we should keep doing these swapsies. Like you guys have to come on our show. We'll come back again on your show. And definitely yes, this is amazing. Um, well, before I, before you leave tour, I want to say one thing. You know, people have been hitting us up about the music of the show. It's not on Hulu and all this stuff. Um, and people are bummed out about this. So we really want to try to do something. So Charles, Tori, let's try to work something out so we can figure out how to get the missing episodes up or and and or fix this. How music. do we do that? I don't know. It's well, such a bummer. He's been working on it for a while. We'll, we'll, we'll have a uh, we'll have a conversation about it and figure out what what to do what, what where we could go because it's not right. And it and what I take away from it now, Tori, all these is not the show your father and I made. Right. right. And yeah. and that needs to be honored in terms of that's the artistry. So where is our legacy preserved? How what does the television yeah. industry do do for the original work, which is what film people do for their movies? How right. about for our television shows? You're so right. And music was such a huge part yeah, of our is. show, just like yeah. any teen angst drama that came, you know, that came after us. Um, yeah. Music was a huge deal on our show. I mean, I was the same age as the character I was playing. And yeah. I remember in real life, we would, I would watch the show with my friends if I wasn't filming on Wednesday nights with my real high school friends. Right. And That's we amazing. loved the music, like the Brendan Dillon music scene, like the iconic scene of Mulholland Drive. Like, just every song like was in our lives. Like we would like picture ourselves, even though I was in the show, like I would picture myself. Like, <laughs> like I would still I do it. it. I was the girl of 17, you know, I was 17. And just that music, it being changed does, it alters the storyline and the intention. It's not fair. Yeah, that's true. All right, listen, you're a beautiful human being. I love you so much. I, I love you. <laughs> I want to take you up on that prom date. Um, <laughs> but, we have uh, to. For sure. Thank you for doing this. You're wonderful. I know. And you I, won't, I won't get drunk, though, okay? Okay. <laughs> Matthew will be relieved. Thank you for being here, Tori. We love you so much. And Thank we will you. I love you guys. And I appreciate you, you so much. So nice to see you. I love to see you. Bye, Tori. Thank you. Amazing. She is the best. Uh, all right, guys. So let's... Um, 
let's talk. Chuck, do you have anything else you want to add about this? About the whole, the whole, well, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, that beautiful story uh, uh, that Matthew told, I mean, can't compare to the fact that at my, my uh, children's school, it was a private school. They have auctions. There are other celebrities. And one of the ones I, we were there for many, many years. And one of the highest bid uh, uh, excursions one could have was called Shop Till You Drop with Tori Spelling. Oh, I love it. And it it was Tori and I and three fifth graders. And she was just so much fun. She was such a sweetheart. She's just the person she is there. And, And truthfully, that was one of the few times I ever got to just be with Tori. You know, Very because nice. it was always in a cast or a group thing. And and uh, I didn't get a chance to remind her of that. But uh, it's what I remember, too, about that. And then, like we said, in that just that those of us, Karen and Jessica, said a little more than Larry, because she was pretty full-formed by the time they got to the college years. But to see her development as an actress was just something none of us were, were ready for. None of us... No, she surprised us in from, the beginning, and then she just kept getting better and yeah. better. And it really was the network. She won the network over. Yeah. The network right. was, yeah. were so nasty. You, they were. It was a nasty thing. They didn't like that. They, they didn't like the nepotism. They they didn't believe in her. They didn't know her. Nobody. None of us did. I think you she told me when I came on. on. Don't end the act break with Tori, with the Donna story. I remember telling that, being told that early on. Then eventually, I changed. don't remember. I said that. Yeah, I think so. At that point, hey, so, no, yeah, right. hey, okay. Well, yeah. Well, that changed. But I mean, I'm saying she eventually <laughs> demanded it. Well, that, it's that hard for me to believe that because yeah. she, I, I, it, you know, I mean, I, maybe it wasn't as such, you know, maybe there was a note that came through or whatever. But you know, after Donna Martin graduates in prom, uh, we had, we ended episodes and act. We we I mean. She carried those. So before first year, until Jessica and Steve's episode where she her became the, the learning, learning disability, disability, that was the first one, and then came the comedy after that. Um, and Halloween, it, I remember. Being yeah, Halloween, and then and no spring dance was the with the. Hoop. What was the in which episode did she wear the red dress? The enormous dress. That I think was that just, was the spring dance. That, that was so fabulous because the way she walked and the way she bumped into doorways, it just was really funny then. That was the Lucy thing. Yeah. And then the later one when she was the mermaid, it was all with mm. this, the, yeah, the, yeah. the well, slapstick with her. It's an interesting thing too. And I, it wasn't to bring up, but at some point, Nick will have her back or we'll be talking more about it. But, you know, while she was doing 90210, particularly in the latter years, all our cast uh, members did a lot of TV movies for NBC. Mm, and they were all kind of... Uh, Mother, you know, May I Sleep with Danger. That yeah, was one of her of titles. Mm-hmm. And, and they cast her moving away from her comedic roots, I feel. Because she she really had... Uh, she had everybody in stitches in those, uh, oh, yeah. in those yeah. moments. And if she would have, you know... Uh, you know, uh, hi, Tori Spelling, meet Jim Burroughs. You know, what would have been? You know, you don't well, well, know. Fans are asking us some questions here in the room, so I'm going to let them ask. I'll ask you guys some questions. But before I show those questions, um, our friend Caitlin from The Hunts that Melanie puts together uh, put a little video together. This is the scene where uh, <laughs> Donna, this is confronts, a good one. Donna confronts her mother. No, mother. What are you doing here? Sorry. <laughs> lunch break. No, room 622. I saw you, Mom. You were laughing, and then you were kissing, and in the hallway. Are you having an affair? Are you? Then just answer the question. Are you having an affair? <laughs> She's so funny. I love her. I can't get enough of Caitlin. I wish we could have showed that for Tori. Um, hey, um, they're asking, people are asking in the room uh, for you, Jessica, do you have a special memory of Tori that happened behind the scenes? I do. I remember the time Tori decided to become a jewelry designer. And it was her, it was a hobby. 
that she wanted to turn into a business. And she came and showed me jewelry that she had made. And it was very pretty. And I think I bought something. But it, but it was like, it was, it was, um, it was very striking because it just made me realize at that moment that she was just a regular kid. And she, Tori did not need to have, didn't need 90210 as a paying job even. She was still living at home in her parents' house. So she certainly didn't need a job making and selling jewelry. But the great thing about Tori is Tori was not spoiled by the life she grew up in. Mm. And she, she was a regular kid in her own mind. And her life was the only life she knew. So it was normal to her. And I just, I thought she was sweet and kind and adorable. Uh, Joanne wants to know if you all have a favorite Donna storyline. Larry. I'm oh, sure you okay. Guess. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, lots of them. I got to, you know, uh, you know, I was looking at some pictures. I just thought the, uh, you know, the, the Garrett Slan terror, you know, the terrorized Tories, their storylines were always kind of fun too. <laughs> I guess that's what kind of got her the jobs in the, uh, in, in uh, NBC, but yeah, I mean, we got to do those and, um, yeah, that was kind of a fun, uh, you know, the, the first Garrett Slan thing, which, uh, Ends up in, uh, I think, Sherry Weiss says years. she would have liked to hear Tori's take on it. Sorry, Sherry. Yeah, Garrett's, Sorry. we had Garrett Slan on. But, you know, the other thing I remember about Tori, just, you know, because a, a, a cast is like a team in a way. And we always talk about Jason being the, the, the quarterback. Well, Tori was really the spirit of it. I mean, all the way through my time there to the end of seven, when I'd be at Paul's office and there'd be a pile of scripts just come in and she'd come in the room and pick it up and would be excited. And I swear, I was so happy that someone was still really excited 250 episodes later. But she always wanted to see what happened next. I mean, she had that that great spirit about it. And I, I love that. You know, I love that. Uh, Morrow says, Karen and Jessica are lovely, Aww. like the aunt you're waiting with love. So, oh, that's so Morrow. sweet. <laughs> I love Morrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jessica. Well, I have to Karen. say, if you're asking me what my favorite yeah. uh, uh, Donna storyline was Karen wrote it. It was the it was going to Europe. It was brains. It was brains. I mean, watch those scenes, and I still I watched them this morning, and I still laugh. And yeah, I, I it, that's my favorite. I mean, I like. I, there's a lot of other things that I like, especially things I wrote. There was one one episode that Steve and I did where David and Donna have to do Romeo and Juliet, and they reverse the roles. Mm -hmm. And Donna <laughs> plays Romeo and David plays Juliet. Yeah. And it was really funny. That was one of the first ones where I got to see her be funny and said, Oh, I want to do you know, for, for me, it, it, it was one that I didn't appreciate until doing podcasts and seeing it again was when she kisses David for the first time at the Christ, mm -hmm. at the uh, Christmas oh. Day. She is yeah. so wonderful in that. I think in the lighter ones that would be, and then in drama, of course, it was, uh, you know, how are you going to teach him how to swim? So those yes, two are my was. favorite. Uh, out, and then, of course, what she carried on as Donna Martin graduates. That uh, I, I want to show you guys this, too, and ask you about this. This is from early on. I wanted to ask, get Tori's take on it, the whole thing with the condoms. Let's watch this scene real quick. Andre, you go ahead. No, come on, go Donna. ahead. Yeah, come on, Donna. Uh, it's just, if you say that kids don't need condoms because they shouldn't be having sex in the first place, well, you're overlooking two very important things. One is that a lot of kids are having sex, and the other is that they are kids. I mean, it's like if you have a swimming pool in your backyard, you can tell your children not to go in it. You can even build a fence around it. But if you know that they're going to find a way into that water... Don't you think you ought to teach those kids how to swim? Really good stuff. We've talked about this before, but writing this, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, that I wrote. I remember exactly where I was when I wrote that uh, mm -hmm. that speech, actually, sitting on my bed. And, and Chuck was like thinking I wasn't really working because I was sitting on my bed. And he was like, "Are you? how are you coming? How's it coming? And I said, I just wrote it. I just wrote a really good line here. You're going to like it. I just remember. So back off. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. You know, it was that, one. that episode was one where I think Chuck talked uh, in another 
episode about how uh, he worked with standards and practices. And, you know, this was the episode where everybody's talking about sex. Everybody's dealing with issues around sex. Should, the, should condoms be distributed in high school, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just such an important topic. You know, it was such an important topic, not just for our characters. It's, it, you know, it's important to any adolescent, but, but for the society at the time, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, Jessica even told me she was at a something in Florida, I remember, and it had to do with reproductive rights or reproductive education or something like that. And people were saying that they learned about safe sex from this show. And I was like, whoa, that's it's incredible. Impressive. You know, that is it, it, to have that kind of influence where you could actually do some good as well as entertain. You know, that's our that was our favorite, favorite thing to do. So. Um, that, w- that one meant a lot to us, that particular episode. Took a lot out of us, too, though. About two years, just gone. Yeah. <laughs> In response to the beautiful comment about you being ants, Melissa Blushy says, and Chuck and Larry are our crazy uncles. So. Why are they crazy? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, God, I love that. All right, listen, next week is going to be exciting. Uh, we're going to cover, the, you know, listen. The tragic week for 90210 fans. It's the anniversary of the passing of Luke Perry's uh, untimely death. And we are going to be covering the dreams of Dylan McKay. We're going to do a little something beforehand special. Um, and then the day after that, I'm, Melanie and I are trying to put something together, a Zoom for fans. You don't have to be in the Patreon. You don't have to be anything like that. If you want to hang out and get together with some of us and just fans talking about Luke, uh, we're going to put that together. So just follow our Instagram and all that stuff, and we'll be able to arrange those. But so next week, dreams of, of Dylan McKay, and we've got some uh, special guest lines up for us. Chuck, in talking about dreams of D- Dylan McKay, uh, are you, you're excited about doing this one you told me earlier? Yeah, yeah. And it was just the, the whole thing. It's just the, the pinnacle of this storyline. It's the battle between good and evil, the, the things that I was given suggestions by the writing staff. Why don't you try this? Why don't you do this? And then the massive job that was post-production. So Chuck, I have, you, have you watched it again, Chuck? Or have you already seen it? I haven't it? watched it in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I, I don't know what to think. I mean, you probably haven't seen it either, Jess, huh? I've not. So yeah, on, on Patreon, we'll do a watch along with all of us. How's that, guys? All right. Well, I'm into that. We'll do that. A group one. A group yeah, hug. So a big group hug. We're going to need it this week, I think, coming up. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I think we rocked this. Yeah. Chuck and I are about to head into an after-party Zoom. Larry, will you join us there? I could, yeah. Send me the okay, link nice. over. Um, we should. Uh, what about our merch, Pete? We have to sell T-shirts. We've got to sell some shirts. Let's yes. see if we have a brand new ad. Let's see if we have it. Here's an ad. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know we have even more new shirts and merchandise at Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com? For instance, watch our Planet 90210 show with some sick Planet 90210 merch. Or want to celebrate at the Peach Pit? Check out this new shirt with a photo from Jill Henkel's collection. Or, oh my god, I know Claire Arnold fans are going to love this one. A little sex, rock, and really decent literature. Plus, for all you Larry Mullen fans, that's right, a get out of here shirt. And don't forget about our classic designs. We keep loading it up with more items each week, so head over to Beverly Hills, 90210showshop.com for all your 90210 stuff. So that's exciting. Uh, we've got this one, which is a show uh, of, of all of us. Our faces oh, are on it. Wow, okay. I don't have that one. Yeah. We've I got the, this the one, the college year shirt, which is really yeah. exciting if you're into the college years. And uh, for, Go ahead. And for, for, for some of you that are into... Uh, the after college years, we have a Beverly Beat shirt, thanks to Jill Hankel. Uh, so there you go. There's some new things that, uh, Larry. How 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 do you like the Get Out of Here shirt? I, you know, I, you know, I got the uh, the tie dye spider black, and I think it's great. You know, I you know, I just feel like I'm rocking this roadie shirt, and I don't really consider it myself. Otherwise, I feel kind of creepy. I think, but I'm very impressed that you know, look. D is my wife is very uh, particular. She loves the the couple of things she has. She has a Claire Arnold uh, uh, sex rock and the from literature uh, zip up, and I'm trying to get her the uh, the classic retro Beverly Hills one in white with black. Letters. Yes, I'm working on that. Sorry, that was a debacle yeah. with that. Um, I wanted to share, and I don't know what this is going to look like, but for the Kelly and Dylan fans, we just made this one. I have not looked at it. This is coming. 
Oh, for the Kelly and Dylan fans, all the beaches Love and all the tents, all the world, she walks into mine. So there you go. That will be on the store later today. Oh, uh, Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com. Hey, Melanie, do you have a hunt or anything that you want to play? No, no, I'm not going to have another one until summertime, but uh, we just wrapped up a really fun one and I'll be sharing some uh, reenactments and more on our social media at 90210 Hunt. So give us a follow. All right. So we will see all of you from Patreon uh, in a little bit. And uh, next week will be a lot of fun, too. All right. Great, guys. Thank you you all. Bye. 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 B